you can get any hot beverage for $1 with the 7-Eleven app. Wait, any hot beverage? Any hot beverage you want for just $1. Even a pumpkin spice latte? <sighs> Even a pumpkin spice latte. But are you judging me because I'm a man who PSLs? Mostly I'm judging you because you're rooting for the other team, but also because you can get any hot beverage at any size for $1 with your 7-Eleven app and you only get a pumpkin spice latte. Hey man, I like what I like. 7-Eleven, be game day ready. Plus tax where applicable, valid at participating locations. What's going on and welcome into episode 541 of the That Being Said podcast brought to you by Sant Sports. That's Sports on Tap. If anyone wants to know what Sant means, I always got to tell the people. You can find us at SantSports.com, S-O-N-T-Sports.com. I'm your co-host of episode 541, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur. We're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sant Hub. The Sant Hub. I want everyone to know. I keep telling them every podcast. If you want to know what Sant means, S-O-N-T, Sports on Tap, because that's that's our abbreviation. So you can go by Sant. You can call Sports on Tap. You got to tell your friends. Mm-hmm. Have you have you seen Sant? Sant Sports, Sports on Tap, whatever you want to call it. You can go find us, SantSports.com. Get all the information about our social media and follow us. It's amazing. Um, it's Tuesday afternoon, uh, around seven o'clock Pacific time. Oh yeah! And we just finished recording our uh, podcast about Game Two reactions, a little bit about Demar Derozan, a little bit about Anthony Davis, and the rest of the series. Um, pretty good podcast. George actually claimed, what'd you claim post-podcast? Well, oh, one of our best top three podcasts of all time. And he's not just saying that to get you to listen to the rest of this. He actually naturally, when I turned off the microphone, said, I think that was one of our best podcasts ever. I, it really was. It was a great time. And, we, and re- real quick, I just want to tell the people before we get started and we get some music from JCB West b- to you know bring in our podcast. We have a fun ass week planned tomorrow. Live show after the game on Sounds Pod like that Twitter. Right <laughs> I I know purposely. Tone it down. Tone it down. <laughs> okay. All right. And um, what do we got planned this week? J Claude twenty eight on Twitter. That's J C coming in. We're going to do live show directly after the game and podcast. And on Thursday we got Frank. I think it goes by Frank the Tank, right, Sammy? On a uh, huge New York. Uh, Frank the Tank. Frank Kaminsky. No, not Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> but, uh, Fra- Holy shit, Frank Kaminsky? Fra- Frank Fleming, who has a podcast uh, about the New York Mets. We're going to talk about the people we traded. He actually has a huge following. You should follow him on Twitter. NJTank99. Huge Mets fan. Posts a lot of funny stuff. Over 30,000 followers on Twitter. And Is he from New Jersey or something? That's yeah. NJ Frank. I was like, big, big Frank Tank. Like Frank Kaminsky? Yeah. Um, um, just as cool as Frank Kaminsky. Uh, well, the name of the prod- podcast, his podcast is Frank the Tank Pod. Frank the Tank Pod. Go check that out. We're going to be doing a pretty much a Seattle pod with them, but it's going to be interesting for everyone because it's Mets, Seattle, yep. probably mostly those fan bases. Talking about the trade that we made with them, uh, Robinson Cano, Edwin Diaz, all those guys. Absolutely. Um, he's going to bitch probably about them. Cause, yeah, because he bitches a lot about them on his own podcast. Yeah. Um, all right. That's going to be – so we're, you're going to get episode 542 tomorrow, 543 on Thursday night or early Friday morning whenever it ends up releasing. Um, so make sure you keep following us. Go follow us on YouTube, on Sports. You can find the podcast there. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. And then we're going to start putting out more content on YouTube and stuff. Yep. Check us on Facebook, slash Sports. You can find us on Instagram, Sports. You can find us on Twitter, Sant Highlights. And we got a bunch of other accounts with cool, interesting stuff, sneakers, everything. And you got to go check out our website, Um, we're, You're going to hear a quick intro from... Jacob West or JCB WST. That's where you can find him on all music platforms. Um, one of my best friends, and uh, check out his raps. They're really good, and uh, enjoy the pod. Let's get it. I know, you know, we know why. I know, you know, we know why. You feeling my baseline? Feeling my, feeling my baseline. You feeling my baseline? You feeling, you feeling my baseline? Tuesday afternoon here, one day away from a. Game three of the NBA Finals, George, and uh, that was one hell of a game, too. In-game storylines and post-game storylines. Yeah, there, I mean, I guess, like, how how many Warriors can really fall? <laughs> I mean, at this point, you know, uh, Looney's out. I mean, I guess the biggest storyline I'll take out of a game is DeMar- uh, DeMarcus Cousins' uh, is impact that me and you both predicted on this series but clay thompson clay thompson clay thompson well yeah clay thompson hurt too but i, I guess 
it's a big bigger story but i guess so many people have been hurt i've kind of gotten used to the fact that the warriors are hurt different though this different, is clay yeah. thompson i mean for me the biggest thing i'll take out of it um i would say demarcus cousins is probably the second biggest story but the biggest thing i'm taking out of it is clay thompson i mean we're talking about a situation where this team has gone from losing kevin durant to playing with an injured Andre Iguodala, to, to having an injured uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Looney. Looney is now out for the rest, out indefinitely, which pretty much means it's dislocated. He's probably out for the year. Yep. And Clay Thompson now with a pop. He said to Drake right in this post game, which we'll get to, is yeah. you're lucky I popped my hammy. That, that doesn't mean he, um, you're lucky like I like you know got nicked up. He he's pretty much. I'm not. I know it's not torn, but he is saying his hammy popped. Which yeah. He's he's pretty open about that, which doesn't always mean you're coming back next game. Right. Exactly. And I guess uh, for all the Houston Rocket fans, now you kind of got back. I mean, as much as he landed in James Harden's landing space, now they landed in his landing space and he got hurt. So I guess there's some omen for Houston Rocket fans out there. This is them being like, see, see what happens when you land in my space. It's oh, true though. Yeah. Actually, there's but, a reason. That there's a reason. Kawhi Leonard to that. Yep. We've seen James Harden's game completely be taken away from him due to that. And people can hate on James Harden as much as you want, but we saw his game taken away from that. And now we saw Clay Thompson get hurt on a yeah, play. That's so... really, it's not big. It's because well, he spread his legs to avoid. The yeah. The, the, exactly. I mean, I, I'm not, who knows what, if he didn't spread his, like who knows what would have happened. But at the end of the day, you're right. Clay Thompson being hurt just adds a whole different element to this series. Like now, like let's just say in a hypothetical world, we you said now Kevin Kevin Durant is um, confirmed out tomorrow, correct? Correct. Clay uh, Looney out. Thompson questionable, right? Thompson now, is questionable. So let's just say questionable means a fifty fifty chance. Are we going to potentially see? Go ahead. I was going to say we also. Don't know how healthy Andre Iguodala and Demarcus okay. Cousins are. They were both seen in the airport. I know it's kind of a joke, but they actually they're both in wheelchairs. Because right, precautionary. So, yeah, because they're so no, because yeah. they're so sore. Probably right. remember Demarcus coming, Cousins coming off a torn quad, and Iguodala has multiple a knee and ankle and, break, a, calf. and a calf problem. <laughs> you also have a, you also just have Steph Curry who's coming off the flu. It's only been two days. So you know, yeah, but continue. But, but my point is like, are we gonna just see a Warriors team that's Demarcus? Cousins and Boogie Cousins pick and roll in game three. I mean, if they win that game with everyone out, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. If And now this is, I mean, if you're listening, who knows if uh, maybe Thompson plays, but at the same time, if he plays, you know he's not 100%. Correct. And, I mean, here's the, the thing, too. It sounds crazy, right? Like, oh, all those guys are out. What if they win? But at the same time, this is kind of why the Warriors are built the way they are, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they are still left with DeMarcus Cousins, who last year was an MVP candidate and considered, I think, not anonymously, I mean, um, uh, what's the word where everyone agrees? Unanimously. Unanimously the best big in the NBA before he got hurt by the Pelicans. Um, And Andre Iguodala, who I was telling you earlier today, I mean, he was a former All-Star. It was a big deal when he signed with Golden Mm -hmm. State, but they just weren't this team yet. He's old, but but both of those players are hobbled. Like I'm, you can't like I. I'm not considering Andre Iguodala still an All Star, and I'm not considering Demarcus Cousin the best big in the game right now because neither are healthy. Correct. But then you go go look at but skill wise are great. Toronto's best player, Kawhi Leonard, is clearly losing his legs every game. He's mm-hmm. obviously not healthy. Whatever his thing is, mm-hmm. whatever that issue is, um, and then I mean, no offense to Pascal Siakam, Marcus All, Kyle Lowry. I'd probably take Boogie before anybody else on Toronto. To a healthy Boogie, but not this Boogie that can play limited know. minutes. Because you watch that game, and as well as bo- 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 that's fine. But like, I, obviously, if Boogie's healthy, I'll take a Boogie over any of those guys. But Boogie looks slow. His lateral movement looks slow. He's just so skilled. <laughs> he was able to do a lot of things, but they weren't asking him to go in there and uh, become the second option on the team. They're basically asking him last game to be the. Th- third or fourth option we and you know out of but all he this became the second option well third because draymond green is still the second option and the offense goes through him so much but then i, I guess at some point in the fourth quarter he became the second option because when you box in one curry like they did curry was essentially they're like all right curry you just can't have the ball 
Pretty much, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I'm just looking through Toronto's roster and how bad everybody plays. How bad Mark Gasol played. How bad Kyle Lowry played. And DeMar- and and Mark Gasol played bad probably because they brought in Boogie Cousins and they. That's had why a I'm guy. saying. Yeah, I I would almost take Boogie as the second guy in Toronto, which. Uh, honestly, you'd probably take Draymond Green first because he's healthy too, which we kind of completely forgot to even mention. Yeah, and I, that's why I said that I tried to briefly mention him there. Yeah, and it's it's just insane to see a team like this lose maybe the best player in the NBA, have one of the other top five players in the NBA have the flu, um, have a DeMarcus Cousins coming off injury, a hurt Andre Godal, and then having the second best shooter of all time also go down and finding a way to sneak through this game. Yeah. But in Toronto. In Toronto. But with that said... Um, or you mean with that being said? Yeah, with that being said, <laughs> no pun intended. Well, pun intended, actually. Yeah, com- complete pun intended. With that so. being said, I don't think this... Uh, I'm If Clay Thompson's out, which I've already bet on Toronto mm-hmm. to win straight up, if Clay Thompson's out, I'm confident in Toronto getting a game in Golden State. At least this game three, because you're going to have Katie and Thompson out. And I think a full game of Thompson out, we could be wrong, right? But a full game of Thompson out and with Boogie and Andre Iguodala being banged up and Curry, who knows if he's sick still or not, just recovering from that with flying from Toronto to Golden State. It's still hard when you're sick to do that. Um, I'm going to take Toronto, but this is where the Warriors are always so interesting because mm-hmm. A guy like Clay Thompson might play and drop forty, or he might play and do nothing. But just having him on the floor and spreading the floor, yeah. like even if Clay Thompson is hobbled and can't play the defense that he usually plays, just having him on the court spreading the floor, and he will still be able to hit an open jumper because he's such a yeah, his form and the way he shoots the ball is better than you know everyone in history of the NBA probably other than Steph Curry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a couple other guys you can name Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, uh, Larry Bird. There's a couple other guys who are great too. Some people would pick them just because they led teams. More, yeah. But, but yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean by that? I'm so just... like, even if he's hobbled, he can still not probably knock down the open jumper. So there's a lot to say about that, but you know, man, it, it's funny. You, you, the Vegas spread, I think is minus what we said, six and a half, five and a half, five and a half golden state. And that's what a question Durant, I have a question about Clay. No Durant. I was just wondering. Let's just say they knew for a fact that Durant was playing and Clay was playing. What the hell would the line be? I'm not sure. Which is, uh, but the well, now it's actually down to four and a half. Okay, so um, some money's pouring in on Toronto. I don't know if that's public or not or sure. professional or but, both or both. I mean, I put I I put them to win straight up. I'm actually kind of glad I got the straight up bet. Yeah, because that was more for more money now, right? If they're going up and yes, odds, yeah. So what'd you get? Plus two seventy? Uh, is that I'll, what it is? I'll probably? let you know, man. Yeah, I'll let you know. I bet on. I got uh, plus one ninety five, so it's twenty seven dollars to win fifty two. So I mean, okay. my total get back would be almost almost seventy double. bucks, almost double. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I mean, I am not. Uh, 100% confident because, like you said, you don't know. Were you drunk this like, time or were you sober when you posted this? Sober this time. Well, congr- I've kind of started to think if you make a drunk bet, I'm just going to follow it. And when you make a sober bet, I'm going against it. Although, I've made some winning <laughs> sober bets. I'm a, I'm a good sober better, too. No, I, I, think. Know. I think. I actually don't know. I, I, <laughs> I well, I've never bet soberly before. So yeah, I'm not so quite I'm sure. not quite sure. I think I should probably keep track of which ones. I've done soberly and which ones I do drunk to see like actually what are the odds like maybe I'm mm-hmm. more sports realistic when I'm drunk maybe you never know I I do want to touch on a couple of things left from the game is just um, Draymond Green to me is obviously the finals MVP so far uh, I mean if you just look he was again a plus 12 he had 17 10 and 9 and I think we're tending to forget how damn good this guy uh, is. He's, and, he's great. And I read online about, on ESPN today about his crash diet that he did mm-hmm. before the playoffs. I, I see it on my screen right now. I don't know what it is, though. Yeah, I think it was something like keto-related crash oh, cool. diet. And he is back to that Draymond Green type of guy. And I it, I mean, for me, I know some people might say, well, it could be Curry. But you can go through the box. As much as Curry affects the game, it's – Unfortunate, but I mean, he even three for ten, shot six for seventeen, four assists, three rebounds. Uh, you, Draymond probably 
box score wise, I feel like a lot of times that's what a lot of these finals MVPs mm-hmm. will go off to. He's making more of an impact, although a lot of the reason things open up is because of the box and yeah. one, of course. But to me, I don't. I, I just couldn't see it being Steph Curry right now. But I think he is the odds favorite right now. Yeah, and and he is, in my opinion, the MVP so far in this series. Look, I I believe. Look, this is different between believing he's the MVP or believing he's going to be. He's going to be the MVP if they win this series and he continues playing like he did, does. Here's an interesting stat for you: through two games, Steph and Kawhi Leonard. I'll, I've already told you the stats. So I guess it's an interesting stat for the listeners. Uh, Steph is shooting, tw- scoring twenty eight and a half points per game so far in this pl- NBA Finals. On sixty three point two percent true shooting, and Kawhi is shooting twenty eight and scoring twenty eight point five on sixty one percent true shooting. And people are saying that Kawhi Leonard is drastically outplaying Steph Curry in this finals, and Curry is being carried in this finals, which is like, which is not just not true. Because a lot of people who watch basketball don't understand that whole box in one thing, and like, oh, Curry's not doing anything, like. They had they were, the reason they went box and one is because Clay's out. And there's no other people, but like a box and one doesn't really happen too often. And it happened to LeBron James against the Warriors. Yeah, like it, I, well, I found photo evidence. Yeah, there. I I think I've seen it like twice in my life in in a, in a big game. I'm sure it's happened on a Wednesday night in Sacramento. Yeah, and I don't know why I, I always use a Wednesday night in Sacramento as my example I, of something that's very it's easy. Random. You don't watch those games on TV. Yeah, exactly. I I think. You are also over-exaggerating the narrative that everyone's saying, oh, my God, he's completely outplaying that. I've never heard anyone say that, to be honest. Like, I don't see people talking about how Kawhi's completely outplaying because Kawhi actually did not that great of a game mm-hmm. one. Um, most people were talking about how Kawhi didn't have that great of a game one. I just I think guess I read Twitter too much. You, you No, you have too much of your trying to defend Curry Vest on right now because if you want to just go look at the box score – Forget a box and one or not. LeBron James has been boxing one in the finals. I'm sure it's happened to Jordan before once or twice. Mm-hmm. And you still have to deliver, right? Yeah. And I just find it a little shocking that a guy like Steph Curry shot the same amount of shots as Klay Thompson, who missed the end of the game. Klay Thompson outscored him, out-rebounded him, out-assisted him, had a had a better shooting night in general, percentage-wise, with the same amount of shots. Um, while you also have Draymond Green, who... Really, a lot of people are saying won the game for them, and so did DeMarcus Cousins. And the reason I think people would say Kawhi's outplaying Steph slightly is because Steph is getting carried a little more, right? I mean, Kawhi's getting carried. Carried is a bad term in my opinion. But sometimes it doesn't matter if you're getting fully carried or slightly carried. So you think the Warriors are carrying Steph Curry to these games? No, I I guess my problem is the word carried. Well, the the thing is, Kawhi is carrying the Raptors. If you go look at the Raptors box score from that. No, he's not, because at the end of the day, who played better, him or Siakam game one? Siakam played a little bit better. Okay. And then game two, he completely played absolutely better than anybody possibly on his team did, and it was not even close. Kawhi Leonard had 34 and 14 um, and completely was the only guy that was able to get much done. Shot 16 for 16 from the free throw line, while the next highest score was Fred Van Vliet, who shot 7 for 17, 2 for 8 from 3, so he just got a couple good buckets. Kawhi Leonard was carrying the Raptors in Game 2, while Steph Curry, despite the injuries... Had guys like Quinn Cook go three for five in the second half from three. He had guys like DeMarcus Cousins making some of the best passes I've seen from a big man in a long time. Um, DeMarcus Cousins almost had a triple double. He ended up with 11, 6, and 10. You had yeah. Draymond Green at 17, 9, and 10. You had Clay Thompson who missed the end of the game but still had 25, 5, and 5. Um, I just and Iguodala, of course, doing what he always does. Somehow, I don't know who more you could trust than, yeah, absolutely. than Andre Iguodala. But – it's not the word the word carries maybe not right but he is getting a lot more help than yeah, a guy like he absolutely Wilder. is getting a lot of help um and i mean there's not we're going we can argue on back and forth on that all day on the term carried not carried i you said something there and i really that i think that's something we haven't really talked about enough in this podcast yet boogie man <laughs> like we talked about him there for a second but wow like that's what i'm really taking out of this game i mean I know you and me kind of hinted in this podcast that we thought it was weird that people thought he's an absolute no factor and it's ridiculous that, you know, people are like, oh, he shouldn't even be playing in the series or how did he play so many minutes game one? I mean, this is – he's fine, right? I mean, like what do you take out of that performance? Like why, why do you think people were so quick to think he's so shitty? 
Like, I, I just don't understand. I mean, that. I'm not really worried about why other people thought it was like, I, that, that wasn't I, anything that's going on in my head right now. Well, what's going on in my head is Marcus all tore them up game one. And so I figured you got to have a better big out there, it, especially Looney doesn't do it with like a Marcus all type of player. Mm-hmm. Marcus all too thick, too big, too strong. Yeah. The only guy, there's only a couple dudes in the league actually that could slow down a guy like Marcus all in the post. And, that would be a guy like DeMarcus Cousins, like a Joel Embiid, kind of a thicker big. Um, so uh, for me, it was just despite what he might do offensively or despite how quick or how gassed he might get, I think just having him in the thick of the middle of the lane mm-hmm. more than anything was going to be beneficial because you have guys like Siakam who's long. You have Kawhi Leonard who obviously still got 16 free throws, got 14 rebounds, still going to get get his way, but – if you don't have a big guy like DeMarcus Cousins in there, you're probably getting more buckets out of Siakam. You're probably getting more rebounds and more free throws out of Kawhi Leonard, and you're probably getting a more dominant game out of Ibaka and Gasol. Yeah, and just the, the offensive boards. I mean, even with that, I think the, the stat was like the Warriors had zero second-chance points like midway through the fourth quarter, and the Raptors had like 32 or something like that. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, do you have the stats in front of you of second-chance points in last game? Where did they put those stats? Uh, you know, it's a good question. Um, I'm going to look that up. But at the end of the day, I feel like they weren't. <laughs> sorry about my keyboard. way too loud. But my We've keyboard, done this before, but the keyboard comes uh, on the microphone. I know. Really I, keep for, I keep forgetting that. But it is a, it's like a 1992 uh, uh, keyboard, right? Yeah, it's a ridiculous keyboard. That's why I was like, all right, chill on the keyboard. Yeah, I got to chill on that. I'm going to use the other keyboard from now on. I'm trying to find that stat. stat. But even with I'll give you Boogie, this if you yeah. want it. I mean, it was fifteen to six in offensive rebounds. That's kind of more like that. That tells you the story that you're looking for. I mean, yeah, it does tell me the story you're looking for. But at some point, I think it was thirty to nothing second half, second chance points. I don't know what it ended at. That's pretty crazy if you think about it, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, but wasn't that Toronto's advantage? Yeah. Which is kind of weird because actually. That makes it sound like Demarcus Cousin wasn't helping. No, I, yeah, yeah, I know. But imagine if he wasn't in there, how much worse it could have been. Is my point. Uh, yeah, a lot worse, and that's. I mean, a lot worse. You're right, and it would have gotten Marcus all just more buckets in general. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't see Siakam shooting five for eighteen because Siakam's probably shooting more layups than mid range. Right, and it completely changed the narrative, and that's why I know both of us were pretty certain that Boogie should be out there. My thing is. Whether he's slow or not, okay, well, don't make him run around a lot on offense. Just have him get right. back, stand in the key, and see what happens. And at the end of the day, I know a lot, you know, you said a lot of people didn't want him to play or like, oh, he's a liability. Well, then put him out there and see if he's a liability every game. If, if there's a game where he goes out there and he seems like a liability, that's a, that's a great point. You pull him. And if he's not a liability, you keep him in, right? He, right. He's not Jordan Bell. Jordan no. Bell didn't play him in it this game because obviously he was. He was awful. Awful the game before. But. Those are the kind of guys where if you're awful, you might say, shit, he can't play in the series. But Boogie's the type of guy, like you said, it's just the talent, whether he's hurt or not. He has the basketball skills. You give him a go every game Yeah, if he's healthy to, enough. If he's healthy enough because he has so much skill. That's why and, if Clay Thompson's 50-50, like you said, they're going to give him a go. Right. It's, I mean, it's not like you're trying to get him ready for the NBA Finals. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, he, the, here are the finals. Like, I bet you if this was a Wednesday night in, Sacramento, he wouldn't be playing. Or even a Wednesday night in Oakland. Probably wouldn't be playing. Oh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Here's my question. is I know Durant is officially out, but it sounds like he's starting basketball activity. Mm-hmm. If they were down 2-0, do you think Durant's playing? I, I fully think he'd be in this game. I don't know. I, I think I, they'd I, be in panic mode. Because if, if everything else was the same, like Clay Thompson's hurt, mm-hmm. Iguodala's beat up. You know what? I'm going to say no. I know that's weird because maybe with Durant as a free impending free agent, wonder if he can't play and he's actually really hurt. Like let's say he's actually hurt and it's dangerous to play as a free agent upcoming. Do you think he would risk it? That'd be my question. I don't know personally. You know what they say? What do they say? You gotta risk it to get the biscuit. So maybe he would. 
All right, but yeah, I, I think he doesn't need to risk it to get the biscuit. That's a, that's a good that's a good, good analogy. analogy in life. In life, and for all those kids listening at home, yeah, you got to risk it to get the biscuit. Unless you're Kevin Durant, you're gonna get a two hundred million dollar contract next year. Risk it to get the biscuit, unless there's already two hundred million dollars lined up. Exactly. So don't risk it. At that point, don't risk it. That's why guys like Demarcus Cousins does play because exactly. he people think he might not be able to play anymore. But if he has three four games like this, guess what happens? He might get a hundred million dollar contract. He just might. Um. Do you have any other takeaways from that game specifically? Kyle Lowry is kind of an idiot sometimes <laughs> defensively. Like, yeah. I feel like at the end of that game, like he fouled out with what six minutes left of a game, right? Five or six by reaching in on a rebound from Demarcus Cousins and could have just ran to the other end of a court. And when they were boxing one, in, boxing one in, when they did the boxing one on Curry at the end of the game, I believe the Warriors didn't score a field goal for about four minutes there. But the Raptors couldn't buy a bucket either. And I just feel like if Kyle Lowry was not fouled out and was playing, he might have been able to go get a bucket or at least add another offensive threat to the uh, – to the team, I, I just I thought the foul was ridiculous. I thought the mindset of trying to reach in was ridiculous, and he was playing with five fouls with, with ten minutes left of the game. So instead of being careful, he's reaching in and stuff. It just didn't make sense to me. And I feel like I'm not saying it cost him the game, but it obviously didn't help to not have any more offensive firepower out there, especially when man, I felt like the score was like 109.99 for like seven minutes straight. Yeah, it was. I think it was a five minute straight stretch where nobody scored. Yeah. Um, now I don't know if Kyle Lowry is really going to help that, but he's a good, uh, who I, it was Kev on our podcast, a guest yeah. from, uh, preach Kev preach. And, uh, he said he reminds him a lot of Draymond Green. It was yeah. a good point. The guy rebounds, passes. Obviously, if you look at his obviously stats. he takes a lot of stat charges. Yeah, well, obviously, if you read the stats from last game, you would not think so. He had 13 points, one rebound, two, st- two assists. Shot four for eleven, but he's a lot like Draymond Green. Yeah. He usually gets a lot of rebounds. You're right. He's usually good at stripping the ball too, which I don't mind. Me either. But not when you have five fouls. If he had three thousand and four, whatever, four yeah. maybe five. No, you can't go. For and for him, he seems like he he did not like a Draymond Green, but he has a small like hot head in him. Where yeah, he was pissed about some other calls that they well, were he missed on a him. layup, I believe, and yeah. then went and swiped and swiped. Yeah, and I think the calls were a little interesting. It was. Um, you know, there's this series has been officiated interestingly to me, and it's not not like an advantage on either side or anything, but mm-hmm. just very, it's been officiated oddly to me. I feel like there's been a lot of odd calls. There's not they're not calling the same things on both sides, but there's ridiculous calls on both sides and normal calls on both sides. Really, I I just don't think it's I I think it's been officiated a lot oddly. Kawhi Leonard had 16 free throws, which I don't think he should have had 16 free throws. I feel like he deserved about at least 14. Like I I always say give or take. Like on in a game, a ref's gonna miss a call or two, and it gets magnified in the NBA Finals. Like no one's gonna be perfect. So I've never been like anything like all oddly. I actually think that it's been finely officiated. Personally, I, I've liked the officiating. I haven't had any issues with it. Maybe Kawhi didn't deserve all 16, but maybe there was two they missed and two that they called that shouldn't have been called. You know, yeah. you never know with these. I mean, there's a one, there's that one play where I thought it was a no call when Steph leaned in on, and you were calling for offensive foul. I thought it should be just a no call. That was two points. I just think it's a hard series to officiate because of guys like Kawhi Leonard and Steph Curry. Yes, I agree. And so with it's that been completely. a little bit interestingly officiated. They've been on and off with moving screens, mm-hmm. which is tough for the Warriors' flow of offense, too, which they is They called a wild. technical foul at the end of a game that should, like, literally probably in the regular season you should call, but probably not in the NBA final. Yes, but it also goes back to both these teams having a couple guys that just don't think – like Kyle Lowry not thinking about swiping for no yeah. reason. Steph Curry, as he should be much smarter than – I know. Know. Since elementary school, George, what happens if you slam a ball and it goes above – your head. You get you get a technical get a foul from elementary school to high school to college to the pros to rec league to rec leagues forever in the history of basketball to refs. If somebody spikes a ball, unless the buzzer rings mm-hmm. and then you spike it as a celebration, if somebody spikes the ball and it goes high in the air. It's a tech. I don't really understand what would. And if you watch the replay, there was no purpose of it. There's no purpose of it, and but it wasn't demonstrative either. No, like, it was, was just, just dumb. No purpose, and this is where. But I agree with you. You shouldn't call attack. And this is where uh, there was a couple just 
weird. So to me, it was not that there's bad refs. That's not what I was saying at all. I just think it's been interestingly officiated mm-hmm. because game one, you had like 15 moving screens called, which in the NBA, that's like pretty much a legal screen all the time. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's been oddly officiated. You know what I've been thinking about? No, I don't. They do a lot of different refs throughout a series. Yeah, why not? I know what you're about to why say. Why not pick at least like maybe have two same refs the whole time circling through? Like, why not just have, have five, six guys and one switches out every day? And have like a head captain ref. Yeah, or just have the same ref. Just like there's the same teams playing each other. Right. And don't you uh, – that's actually something I've been thinking about. And I, I don't mean that to say that these refs have been bad. I mean that in a way that it'd be cool for teams to be able to figure out a consistency of this is kind of where we're going yeah, with I, this series. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that personally. I have one last thing to talk about for this game specifically, yep. which is – Andre Iguodala, I was just listening to Bill Simmons' podcast talking about Andre Iguodala. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer, yeah, which he is will be. weird because the Hall of Fame has weird standards. Like Dwight Howard's 100% Hall of Famer. Which, Mitch Richman made the Hall of Fame. Like When I was a kid, he was probably the 23rd best player in the league. Yeah, there's weird guys <laughs> that make – there's certain impacts that get you in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right? Is Robert Ory in the Hall of Fame? No, he's going to be at some point. Yeah, like, that's the kind of guy that, yeah. that should be. Two things about Andre Iguodala. One, we might—I mean, we have a podcast talking about the NBA, so we might be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Maybe in the point. Journalism Hall of Fame, George. or the Basketball Hall of Fame, Broadcast and Journalism yeah. Hall of Fame of Basketball. Of Basketball. Yeah, but that's not in the same Hall. Of Fame. No, I think you can because Chuck Earns, like the Lakers announcer, is in the Naismith Hall of Fame because he's, just he's an announcer. affiliated with the NBA. We're not affiliated. I'm talking about them, so I'm yeah, affiliated. Not affiliated. I'm wearing jacket. So Iguodala, I wanted to say, is one of the most clutch players I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and I hate it because it makes no sense. Like guys like Robert Ory, he was actually a good shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andre Dahl is one of the worst shooters ever. Like, it, 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 not always. His career has been up and down, but it, most of his career has been based off athleticism. Mm-hmm. You know, making good plays, good defense. We've seen this man go in NBA Finals games, shoot thirty percent from the free throw line, but then hit fucking contested threes. This one was open, but contested threes to win the game. And, and the funny thing was, like, the announcers and stuff were like. Why was Dola shooting that? If I was him, I would have pulled it back. Three on the shot clock. Like, yeah. Sometimes I don't understand like what these guys are talking about. I just wanted, I just wanted to say that because yeah, I was like, that was unrelated to what I was saying. No, about. I know. <laughs> but I was just a bit, I was just actually thinking about it while you were talking about this. I was like, I remember like it was either I think it was Van Gundy. Like, oh man, if he shot that shot, I I would have pulled it back. Like in dead while with two on the shot clock. Yeah, like take a one foot step in for two. Yeah, for like, reason. even I, tougher shot. Make a tougher shot. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, to your point, yeah, he's absolutely clutch, and some people just have the clutch gene. That like it doesn't make sense, and maybe they're not as clutch as we think. Because, like for example, Chauncey Billups, right? They call him Mr. Big, Big Shot. shot. I think they, they was looking at stats. He's one of the worst clutch shooters in history of NBA playoffs. But since they take so many of them, you remember the ones that go in. True. I don't know if Andre Iguodala is that case or he's actually just really clutch. It also helps when you win a championship, right? Yes. So, like, Chauncey Billups, if he never won a championship, we'd probably never – some people call him Mr. Big Shot, but we'd never long-term no. regard to him as Mr. Big Shot. If Robert just Ory, Chauncey at that point. Yeah, and if Robert Ory never won a championship, we would never talk about Robert Ory. Yeah, we wouldn't but, call him Big Shot Bob. Yeah, Big Shot Rob, isn't it? I think it's Big Shot Bob because he goes by – it's either Rob or Bob. I think it's Rob. I don't know. I'll Google it. Can you Google that? Yeah. Because uh, I'm not sure. But my point Big is. Big Shot Rob. We wouldn't be Googling Big Shot Everyone Rob. Everyone calls him Big Shot Rob. Big Shot Rob. Big Shot Rob's top 10 moments. Can you still type in Big Shot Bob? See if there's any Big Shot Bob. Or am I just an idiot? Big Shot Bob's House of Wings. Serving Pittsburgh since 2007. That's that's what I was talking about. That's the best wing spot in uh, Pittsburgh. Um, some people <laughs> say Big Shot Bob. But that's like Wikipedia. Which you're getting the Wikipedia. It, it, it actually very funny. What's that? You can get you type both in, mm-hmm. you'll get like both of them. Okay, so it doesn't matter. He's one of them. But yeah. shout out to Big Shot Bob Wings in Pittsburgh. Not a sponsor of this podcast, but forever in Pittsburgh, we'll, we'll definitely stop on in. Do an episode about Robert Ory. Yeah. <laughs> well, how many championships did Ory win? I know he had two at the Lakers. I think nine. No, no, I think it was like seven, wasn't it? I don't know. He won two, three, four, five. Seven. I was right. Seven, okay. He won, what, four with the Lakers, two with the Rockets, one with the Spurs? Uh, that's going to be tough for me to see. Or one with the Rockets, two with the Spurs. Two with the Rockets, 93-94. Yep. And I love his stats. Like, that year, the two, nine points, he averaged nine and five, ten and five when he won championships. And then he won three, the three in a row with the Lakers, averaged mm-hmm. five, five, and six. Mm-hmm. 
one one of San Antonio averaged six points, and the other one in San Antonio averaged three points. Uh, question for you. This guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Question for you. Would you rather be Robert Ory or Carmel Anthony? Okay, I was going to go Charles Barkley. Like, okay, Carmel Anthony. <laughs> okay, I like that Okay, one. but, but I mean, forget the money-wise. Like, money-wise, obviously, Carmel Anthony. Yeah, but Charles Barkley won an MVP, you're saying. Yeah, and he won an MVP, and they probably made about the same amount of money just because of the time they played versus the time they I'd played. rather be Big Shot, Rob, Rob or Bob. I'd rather be Charles Barkley, I think, because I'm on TV, and he's just like, now. But I'm just talking about career-wise. Okay, <laughs> I feel like Big Shot, Rob, probably could have utilized having seven rings as a better opportunity to get on TV. And the, oh, Yeah, I never. what is he doing now? And who knows? Is he own Big Shot Bob's uh, no. wings shop? Probably not. How many people do you think go, got to that wing stop by just searching Big Shot Big Shot Bob? I don't know how many people search Big Shot Bob. Now it's gone. Oh, oh, it was a sponsored. It was a sponsored. Okay. Yeah. Hey, good marketing by them, but yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I get him mixed up with Rick Fox all the time too. So yeah, oh, Rick Fox. He's that, on TV. He's so. on TV. All yeah, right. Your point. Who would you rather be? I'd rather be. Are we talking playing career or overall? Just playing career now. Playing career, I'd rather be Big Shot Rob. Me seven too. championships. You know how much fun your career yeah, is? Yeah, I I, I I agree with that completely. Like, and he still made good money. But, like, yeah. if we're talking overall. And, and he wasn't a bench warmer that never played. Every single year, he averaged like five points a game, which means he played at least, he played like 70 games. Yeah, and, and, then, and then he's like, Coach, don't put me in. Don't put me in, Coach. Don't put me in. Three seconds left. Put me put in, me Coach. In. <laughs> I'm going to hit a big shot. All right, let's move on from this. All right. Um, Riveting. Iguodala, though, you think he's going to be a Hall of Famer? Yeah. yeah. Too many big shots, right? He won a finals MVP. That we forgot about. Yeah. Robert Ory was never at the level where he could possibly even, no matter winning seven, he could have never. He averaged six points a game. No, he never was an all-star. Um, but he did look like Will Smith, so shout out to him. Shout out to Will Smith. I will talk about this really quick. We're going to run low on time. We have some right. uh, family obligations today that I got to take care of. Um, we're in the same family. So you know we're brothers. <laughs> you know what they are. Um, so I did want to mention. Uh, I kind of forgot what I was about to mention. Oh yeah, I wanted to mention Demar Derozan today, mm-hmm. and then we can talk about uh, the next game really quick. And, but, and, and I guess we'll, we'll scrap the uh, what the fuck story of the day today, just for yeah, for time just for purposes. This. this is a quick pod. Yeah, quick pod. We'll scrap what the fuck story of the day. But um, I do want to mention Demar Derozan. He was on uh, Bleach Reports' new show with Taylor Rooks. Uh, Take it there with Taylor Rooks, whatever it is. It's like a sit down, kind of like Christine Leahy. Show. Nice. Um, they were talking about the Raptors and why are you know, they all sit down shows? Why don't they stand up? Lol. All right, I'm gonna move on from the worst <laughs> joke of all time, and that that was one of the worst <laughs> jokes of all time. Uh, he was talking about how he's the sacrificial lamb of all this, right? And mm-hmm. I actually found it very interesting because he's kind of right when he, if you listen to the whole interview, yeah. that people are talking about like, oh, do you root for them still? He's like, people don't understand when me and Kyle said we we're best friends, like we're actually best friends he's like yeah. i talk to him every single day like i've been calling him every day i'm rooting for the raptors um but he's like i ended up being the sacrificial lamb in the sense that he goes obviously without me first of all toronto wasn't going to be what the team the rest of the team was without demar Rose, and that's true it's true they would never grown to who they were and number two he said they would never got Kawhi leonard without having me as a trade asset right so i don't know if he's trying to get credit for this but i don't think he was is he trying he goes, to get is he trying to get a ring in case they win or yeah, no? he's like, Wait, so can i get a ring for this I don't think he's trying to get credit, but I found it interesting that he was so aware of, you know, he's like, oh, of course, he obviously is. they weren't going to win with me, but I was like the piece that could get them the piece to win. Mm-hmm. And I found it interesting that he's still rooting for them. I think me as a competitor, regardless of my best friend being on that team or not, I probably would not. Have I would for not them. be rooting for them. I'll tell you that. Neither much. would I. No. I'd be like, you know what? Screw you. Well, I found it interesting. I, I find it interesting too, but the thing is, I was because uh, we have a sonsports.com. Go check out the Mount Rushmore of, uh, of uh, MB, every NBA franchise, and I was going in there. I was about to go in there later this week and change one thing on our Mount Rushmore, Sammy. I have to include now Kawhi Leonard on the Mount Rushmore for the Toronto Raptors, right? Yeah, but then who do you take? Exactly. Right now I have Chris Bosh, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Vince Carter. I have to get rid of one. Do I get? I was. Th- it's either DeMar or Bosh. Lowry is part of the team that just went to their first NBA Finals. And you can't take off DeMar DeRozan. It has you to be can, Vince Carter or Bosch. You can't take out Vince Carter, okay. but it has to be Bosch. Uh, hold on. You can take out Vince Carter, but there's too much sentimental value. Exactly. But, That's part of being But if we're star. talking about the best Toronto Raptor yeah. players of all time. Because remember, just real quick, George Washington is on Mount Rushmore. 
we don't know if he's the best president, top four president of all time, but he was the first. And Vince Carter's kind of like the first Raptor. Okay, but, but hear me out for a second. Yeah. First Raptor or not, if I'm just going to give you the list of the four best Raptors to ever play, yeah. it would probably be Chris Bosh, DeMar DeRozan, and Kawhi Leonard, first three. I don't think Vince Carter's better than DeMar DeRozan. He might be more exciting, might be cooler. He's better than DeMar DeRozan. Better at basketball. Yeah, as well than DeMar DeRozan. I strongly disagree. If you go look at the career... He's just not that. Vince Carter is one of the most exciting players of all time. Toronto Raptors. Vince Carter is better than Demar Derozan. All right, we're gonna look up the Toronto Raptor. I'm just saying Toronto Raptor wise, maybe like the rest of his career, whatever. I mean, Vince Carter was was unbelievable on the Toronto Raptors while he was on the Toronto Raptors. Okay, let's go to that. I'm, I'm, I got you. All right, we have. Um, I think Demar Derozan has better statistics, but how far did first of all, mm-hmm. first and foremost, how far did they ever get with? I think to the second round of a playoffs. Okay, let's go here. Oops, oops. One second. So, like Vince Carter will be a Hall of Famer, and Demar Derozan will not be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Vince Carter averaged twenty three, five and four, mm-hmm. and you had Demar Derozan twenty one, five and four, pretty much uh, four and five. Um, Oh, they're about to have like about the same free throw percentage. Demar Derozan's a little better, obviously. They a little bit. Oh my God, their their stats are a little too similar. And back then, there was more less scoring in the NBA with Vince Carter. So the twenty three is like today's twenty five. It's a lot closer than you think. That's my point. And also, well, Demar's helped take the Raptors to further in the playoffs. True, but he wasn't the most popular. Point, this, yeah, yeah. His point. Anyways, but, I, but I'm not taking Vince Carter. So I take out Bosch. <laughs> It's either Bosch or Carter to me, and you choose either Bosch or Demar Derozan. So that probably tells you the answer is Bosch. Bosch, okay, yeah, which is fair because Bosch didn't really spend that much time in Toronto anyway. It was just his first contract. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would take off Bosch. Yeah, me too. Because he won elsewhere too. That's true. Like his career can just end with being a Miami Heat. Absolutely. So, I, I think that's all I had about that because it was just Demar Derozan saying he's a sacrificial lamb. Um, he pretty much said, honestly, I don't think I've ever said this. I probably said it to, he said, I probably said it to my inner circle, but if it wasn't for all the years and groundwork I did before then, none of these things would be possible. So he kind of understands he's a sacrificial lamb. Uh, he is. Um, Someone has to be. Yeah. It was <laughs> it's him. him. Uh, and Dwayne Casey. And Dwayne Casey. Yeah. All right. We were going to talk about AD, but let's not talk about AD. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going gonna, gonna to say one thing about okay. AD. Yeah. What they mean is. We'll now see what it is, in yeah, case somebody yeah, for some uh, reason. Anthony Davis is the War, Pelicans reports come out are now listening to trade offers for Anthony Davis, aka give us your best offer. We're going to choose an offer and trade him. That's what I think that means. Not not that like no one's ever called like, hey guys, we want to offer you. Click. I'm not listening. Right? Yeah. I like I heard it on the Bill Simmons podcast. I know you haven't heard it li- no, yet, haven't. yet, but it was like. Nobody's answering the phone like, <laughs> don't I say can't it. listen. Yeah. I, text, I text you a trade offer. It's I didn't like, even read it. It's I like deleted a kid it. Where you tell a kid like, oh, you have time out. You should go to And they're like, no, 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 no. Don't e- wait, say it. Hey, hey, hold on a second. We have an offer. Earmuffs. Yeah. Earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> so they're just saying maybe it'd be nice before the draft to see all your offers so we can come up with a the best draft. offer and then yeah. trade. Yeah. Um, well, where do you think he goes? Just. Off the top of your head, I have literally this time. Yeah. I usually have ideas. Yeah. Like, I'll say this: I think Kawhi Leonard's staying in Toronto. Okay. He bought a house. That's one thing. I, I predicted Paul George. I thought LeBron was going to stay in um, Cleveland. Didn't right? There's always, yeah. but you That's usually fine. have an idea, right? Yeah. You usually have an idea. And I know many people will say, "Well, this is a trade." Okay, but nobody's going to trade for him unless they know that there's a potential he signs there. He's yeah. He's yeah, not. Let me he's say, not let me, Kawhi Leonard. Let me just say one thing. He's not Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but people, I think, are, I think these guys are getting fucking cocky now. Like Paul George signed in OKC. Now Kawhi might sign in Toronto. I think some there could be an idiot out there who's Once like, I, like I don't know. Indiana's like we're gonna trade everyone in Victor Oladipo and Anthony Davis, and we'll convince him to stay. Once again, let me say this. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard is a weird situation because. Everyone knew that if you can get close to his uncle Dennis and give him a winning, happy, respectful organization, there's a chance he would stay. Number one. Number two, Toronto is in a, we have one more try year or we're rebuilding. So it was worth the risk. Yep. OKC, mm-hmm. despite what other people think about Paul George, that whole situation, 
I didn't find it to be that big of a risk because one, he was pretty normal with Indiana. He said like, Hey guys, this is a situation, right? Mm -hmm. Much more. It was, I feel like it was a much more simple exit than Anthony Davis in new Orleans. And he was going to a superstar and whether, whatever you think of Russell Westbrook, right. and he is a superstar. We do know that Paul George was kind of into the life of the Oklahoma City, life, yeah, yeah, absolutely. which was weird. I'm just saying Anthony someone could Davis get cocky. Literally wore a shirt that said that that's all, folks. Yeah, but he didn't know, bro. Yeah, his, his dresser put it in yeah. for him. So I'm just saying the dude. It's gonna be hard. He's not getting traded to Indiana in my eyes. No, it's I don't think be so Boston either. Boston or L.A. Yeah. Or like a Brooklyn, if they can figure something out, yeah. maybe. I, but I, I, this is the one time I really am confused. I know. I have no idea either. But guess that's all I'm saying. Like an educated guess. Like someone's like, "Hey, man, here's a gun to your head. You have to take a guess." I'm guessing the Knicks are going to trade for him. I have no idea. I'm guessing the Lakers because okay. I saw something today that if David Griffin was in charge mm-hmm. during that time, they would have taken that last offer. Yeah. And I'm hearing though now the Lakers are going to pull back some. But they're really in love with Brandon Ingram. I feel like it's going to be Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram um, in the draft pick. Okay. And I think they're going to keep Lonzo Ball because I actually, as much as I know I so many do people. do agree with that person. So many people hate Lonzo Ball, right? Oh, he's not going to be that good. If you put Lonzo Ball with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, yeah. that's that's a dream situation for a player like Lonzo Ball. I agree. I because he doesn't need that. to score. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go with the Knicks. I think they're going to do a package of Kevin Knox, the third overall pick, Dennis Smith Jr., and the two Dallas Maverick draft picks. I'd much rather have Ingram and uh, Kuzma. You'd think so, but the problem with Ingram, we don't know his health with those blood clots, and that's scary. I think that scare, could, could scare them up. You know I'd rather idea. have Ingram and Kuzma? Because I don't like Dennis Smith Jr. as an NBA player. I like him as a fun guy, yeah. not a not a – Good NBA player. Kevin Knox was the most disappointed, the worst plus minus of any rookie in the yep. NBA last year. Um, in draft picks, you're not. Kuzma might have more value than like a number 17 draft pick from the Mavericks, right? Because you yeah. know that Kuzma could well, be. Well, the a, Maverick picks are unprotected two years straight. But the Mavericks might be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we never know. I'm just saying that's what I. I'm like, I have no idea where he's going. That's I just, just my guess. I just think. They're in a situation where they're going to get Zion. They have Julius Randle. They have Drew Holiday. That's not an awful team. If you can Zion get, and RJ Baird would be cool. Yeah, that that, that would be. But you, not an awful team where if you can get Ingram and and uh, Kuzma, mm-hmm. your starting lineup could be Julius Randle and Zion, which mm-hmm. would be interesting, but fun. Drew Holiday, Kuzma, and Ingram. Not can, a bad. Lineup. Can I choose one more team that's a dark horse that no yeah. one talks about? The Philadelphia 76ers. They trade Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons for Anthony Davis straight up. New Orleans would say no. They'd need another piece. Okay. Ben I, Simmons, unfortunately, his stock has plummeted this yeah, year. Yeah, but I just feel like you pair that with Zion, that's a very exciting team. It's a, it's a dark horse. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But then again, if you have that offer or you have Kuzma Ingram in the fourth pick, you're probably taking Kuzma Ingram in the fourth pick. I'm taking Kuzma Ingram in the fourth yeah. pick, yeah. Um. Okay, last but not least, before we go... uh. Winners of game three. I got the Warriors winning this game. I think I put it on the website. I forget the exact number, 118 to 98. I have a question. Yep. Is that with any assumptions? Like Clay yeah, Clay yeah. Clay Thompson or... is playing the game. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. I, I bet on the Raptors, like I said, if Clay comes back and he's even 60, 70%, I think his impact defensively mm-hmm. and being able to knock down shots, bad hammy. Guess what? If he has an open three, he'll probably yeah, hit it. You still have to spread uh, the floor with him. Yeah. Uh, I do think the Warriors will win because it's an Oracle. If Clay Thompson's out, I do see Toronto probably stealing this game in Oracle just because they weren't able to steal last game when Clay Thompson's out. Um, so I think a lot of it really just depends. Is Clay Thompson going to play? We're not going to find out probably till tomorrow mm-hmm. late afternoon. So we'll find out. I'm literally going Clay Thompson in or out will determine the win. Fair enough. Uh, last but not least, do you think um, I mean I know uh, Dr- uh, sorry Durant and Clay told uh, Drake we'll see you in the Bay, Aubrey. Uh-huh. I don't think he's showing up. That's why I was going to ask you: Is he? Are they going to see him in the bay or not? <laughs> I don't think he's going to come to this game. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know either. But somebody they said, bought but two they, seats for one hundred and eight thousand dollars. So it, yeah, could, it be, could be Aubrey. Could be Aubrey. I hate that name. Do you think his friends and his mom and stuff call him Drake or Aubrey? His mom calls him Aubrey, and his friends. I've seen it on like his Snapchat. Oh yeah, okay. like Aubrey. Yeah, I mean, it's his name. They've known uh, him since he... Most of his friends, is not like... But Drake is not like a name. Like, it's not like Pusha T or like, you know, yeah, something like that. It's, it's like Drake. I'm like sure, like, name. I bet other Raptors, this is all assumption, or like 
athletes that just meet him for the first time would be like, "Hey, Drake." Yeah. Except Kevin Durant calls him Aubrey. Yeah, because he know he's actually friends with him. <laughs> yeah, I know. And obviously, uh, we heard there was a report Kevin Durant and Draymond were eating dinner, dinner together. Dinner with him on Friday. Like, it's it's just dumb. I know. It's all bullshit. So I don't get that excited about those videos just because, first of all, Kevin Durant didn't play and Clay Thompson was out, and then the Warriors came back and won. Like, why are you two the ones yeah. trying to talk to Drake? But you know what? Real quick. Out of all that, like everyone got like, oh man, Clay and KD gave it to Drake after the game. Drake had the best comeback out of them all when he told Kevin Durant he played good. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, you played real good. <laughs> yeah, like people are, are underestimating that. You can't go in a beef of a rapper. He's gonna they freestyle. He's gonna he's gonna win the beef. Yeah, <laughs> I have nothing to say to that comment. <laughs> all right, episode five forty one. Uh, we're gonna be back tomorrow night after yeah. the game. Uh, stay tuned. Go to our Twitter. Twitter.com slash Sant Highlights, S-O-N-T Highlights, and at Pod That. You'll find us at Pod That on Twitter also. Um, don't forget to visit. That's where we'll be live after the game, actually. Yeah. So check us out there, and we're going to have a podcast. Um, check us out at SantSports.com. That's S-O-N-T Sports.com. And for those that know, Sant means sports on tap. And this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace. See you in the bay. Man, how can you afford gas for that big SUV? I pay less for gas than everyone else. I got the free Get Upside Gas app and get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're getting up to 25 cents off a gallon with the free Get Upside Gas app while I'm paying full price? You know it. People earned over a million dollars last year. You just got to take a picture of your gas receipt and bam, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back. You don't have to tell me twice. I'm downloading the free GetUpside Gas app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code NEXT for a 20-cent gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 45 cents a gallon on your next tank. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play and use promo code NEXT. Save money on gas on every fill-up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code NEXT. That's N-E-X-T. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.